welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host Leanne Hunt and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 5 of the Knitter Square podcast. It's early June already and it's hard to believe that the year is going past so quickly. I think this whole coronavirus thing has has sort of taken a whole chunk out of our year that we would otherwise perhaps have been um, traveling or doing many more activities that would be out in the world. But of course with lockdown, um, our whole lifestyle has been confined much more to home, to home activities and home projects. And, I, and and to a very much smaller group of people. So I don't know about you, but for me, it feels as if this is a very unusual year where our, our um, pace is going, pace of life has, has slowed down significantly and a lot less is being done and our expectations are having to be lowered as a result. Um, just to let you know how I'm doing, um, well, me and my family are all fine and I'm happy to say that June in South Africa, it can be really, really chilly at, in the evenings, but the days are absolutely beautiful. It's a, we have a dry climate here in Johannesburg, and the skies are invariably blue. The leaves are, lo- the trees are losing their leaves, but the bird life is still very prolific in our garden. Um, I still have flowers on my shrubs, so <laughs> it's a little bit as if. Um, it's like a full spring because I have sprinklers on in my garden every now and again just to keep my vegetables growing and to keep my roses in shape. Um, and so some of my shrubs have continued to flower and um, so the garden is still quite pretty. And in fact, this today at around lunchtime, I went for a walk in the garden. We've got a very big stinkwood tree that I can see from the window of the room in which I'm sitting um, but it's losing its leaves. It's a dis- deciduous tree, so it's lose- lost about half its leaves already. And if you walk underneath it, you get that lovely, thick, uh, crunchy sound of, of walking on dry leaves. And that's, for me, one of the great pleasures of autumn and winter, is just all that mulch on the ground. And um, thinking of the soil underneath the ground, being able to just be covered and protected, and um, the the microorganisms in the, in the, in the earth being able to continue what they're doing, making all their nutrients for the plants to pull up. But um, I must say, I've, I've taken rather an interest in my soil's health <laughs> in the last year or so. And I think it's partly to do with an interest in permaculture and moving away from uh, chemicals in my garden and an interest in earthworms and the work that they do under the soil. And I've put in some worm towers, which are like pipes stuck vertically in the ground, and you put your kitchen scraps in the top of them, and they've got holes drilled in the bottom, which is um, the part that is buried into the the soil, and the worms come and collect um, their food from the the bottom of the pipe and take it out into the garden. And I've I've got four of those um, that that I feed literally every day, and I find that every time I get back to number one, it's uh, virtually empty, which tells me that the worms are definitely feeding in, the, in those areas. Um, and I can top it up with my cabbage leaves and banana peels and crusts of bread and potato peels and whatever else um, is coming off out of my kitchen in terms of, of vegetable matter. 
even um, paper towel, things like that. I, I pop that in and tea bags. And my worms seem to be really munching away. And of course, they're doing wonderful work uh, aerating my soil and carrying nutrients around to the roots of the various plants. So I hope you don't mind me carrying on about <laughs> my microorganisms and, and all my little arthropods in the soil, but I do rather feel quite protective of them. The other thing which um, uh, is related to that is that I had a couple of compost piles in my garden because I didn't have a compost heap. And so I'd just been collecting whatever uh, organic matter um, had been sort of um, just gathering in my garden, including some big logs. I'd been collecting into piles and growing things on top of them. But in the last week or two, I have a gardener and he had come around um, to help. And then he he built me a double bay compost heap out of bricks. And so it's a really sturdy and rather large compost um, construction, which is wonderful. So we moved the the vegetate well the, the old organic matter from the piles that I had around the garden. We moved it in mostly into the compost bay and we left the um, the bigger logs that were at the bottom of those piles. And I noticed over the last couple of days we have hardy dars of our garden, which are sort of egrets. And they strut around and they poke their beaks into all this rotting material. And I'm sure they were finding such lovely grubs and worms and beetles and things to eat because all that, um, the, the top organic matter had been removed, exposing the rotted wood underneath. And so they were having a party. It was like a hardy dar restaurant in my garden for the last few days. <laughs> Anyway, so now I have the proper compost heaps and I will be um, gathering all my dried leaves and um, lawn cuttings when we're back to cutting the lawn again in spring and we'll be making wonderful compost. So I'll probably keep you updated on how that's going. Um, to other things, um, we are still obviously in lockdown. There hasn't been much activity in the barn, um, although Rhonda has been able to get to the barn a couple of times to, um, well, she, she's she's sort of notified all the volunteers uh, in the area to let them know when the barn would be open so that they can deliver squares and um, completed blankets to her at the time that the barn is open. And for those like uh, Estelle and Athelay and um, Anna and Audrey, uh, they can actually collect their new blanket packs. Um, those are packs of 35 squares, which they would then take home to sew up into blankets. So there is some, some turnover happening, which is very nice to know. Our volunteers are still uh, staying safe and tight back at home in Soweto. And um, in fact, in this, in this episode, I'll be interviewing Lindy to give you a little bit of insight into uh, what it's like for her and the other volunteers. Um, we are experiencing an uptick in the number of corona cases at the moment, um, which is perhaps inevitable. The curve has stayed pretty flat for a while, but in the last few days we've seen the um, the number of cases go up sort of um, like a couple of thousand a day, which is very significant. And we are close approaching um, a death toll in our country of, of 800. Um, so that's worrying, but I, I have to say um, they have been managed, they have managed to keep the curve flat enough to get all the hospitals 
up to scratch and to um, equip a couple of really big centers, you know, sort of conference centers and and big uh, areas with lots of beds in readiness if the uh, uh, the number of cases that need to be hospitalized, if it suddenly jumps. So um, things are, are pretty serious uh, at the moment and um, obviously people are suffering and I'm sure you know you probably around the world you, you probably know of people who have um, become ill or lost love lost loved ones and perhaps you've even lost um, loved loved ones yourself and um, I just want to send condolences to you if you're hurting and grieving at this time I also lost a friend recently and um, it's it's a very sore thing to have to, to go through um, and uh, yeah, what can we say? It's um, that's life, isn't it? Um, I can just say that from uh, the point of view of a podcaster, I really don't want to labor the point of COVID any more than we need to, because our focus needs to be on um, on our work, which is to to provide blankets for the vulnerable and orphaned children here in South Africa, and to do whatever we can to um, to keep those squares coming in just be sorting them and sewing them up into blankets and of course um, uh, getting them in uh, distributed out to the various informal settlements and that's going to be happening. I heard some hopeful news from Athelay this morning um, that uh, distribution probably will be taking place in the next few days. Very good news um, and we we're just going to um, hope that that continues but obviously taking very good care to keep our volunteers safe. As we speak, I'm, I'm continuing to work on my yellow squares and I'm busy working on a plain Jane square at the moment. Um, I am busy participating in Rebecca Price's uh, knit along, the KAS knit along, which you can find out about if, if you want to visit the Knitter Square website at um, knit, well, I'll just tell you it's www.knit-a-square.com. Um, if you go there, you'll see the link to the Square Circle Forum and the Knit Along is being held as a discussion on that website or else on the um, Knit a Square Facebook pages. Um, I've been doing quite well with that, I must say. I'm, I'm pretty much up to date with the, the squares that we've been doing and our latest one was a moss stitch square. Um, so we had to do four of those and I did those in very bright pink but now having got up to date with that, I've gone back to my yellow yarn <laughs> and I'm just busy knitting up this lovely sunshine yellow into these plain Jane squares because I know that yellow always brightens up a blanket no matter what other colors it's sitting besides. Um, so I think that's a long enough introduction from me. <laughs> the next thing we're going to do is I'll um, cross over to my interview with Lindy. And then beyond that, we've got an interview with Andrea uh, Palmatia. And she is um, one of our forum moderators. And she's going to give us a guided tour around the discussions and categories on the Square Circle Forum, which is um, I found very, very interesting when I was chatting to her. So I hope you will find it useful as well. Uh, so the first interview is going to be with Lindy, and Lindy is one of our very long-standing uh, Soweto volunteers. And um, I greeted her, we, we spoke by phone, I greeted her, and the, the interview begins um, with uh, her greeting me, and then we dive into 
um, all sorts of interesting discussions about the distributions and transport and things like that. So I hope you all enjoy that. Hello, Leanne, and ho- hello to all our cast members. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lindy, do, do you want to just tell us a little bit? I, I know you said you've got problems in, in your neighborhood where you're living at the moment. Do you want to just tell us about that? Yes, we've been out of electricity. It's been five days now. And so there have been riots, people complaining about electricity. And it's very difficult for people who doesn't have gas because some of us, they've got generators, some have their gas stoves, but some of them, they don't have. Even on next on my street, we have a kid, a child mm-hmm. who is on a oxygen machine. <gasps> so you can imagine what is that doing to the family? Because it's really hectic now. Because two days ago, she was rushed to hospital. Yes. Because of that. Oh, my goodness. That is really scary. So is she in hospital at the moment being cared for? No, now she's back. Okay. And how are they looking after her? Because of the oxygen. I think it was finished. There's no electricity. So you can just imagine how hectic it was for the family. Yes. And for the people of the, yeah. So is she doing okay now, Lindy? You know, I'm not really sure now because, um, as I'm saying, it's been five days. Yes. So she went to, to the hospital on the second day. And on the third day, she went, she came back. So okay. it's been two days since she was back. So oh. I haven't heard anything. So oh. hopefully she's doing okay. Yeah. I just hope and pray. Absolutely. Have you got a generator or gas at home? No, I don't have a generator, but at least I do have a two-plate Stuff. Oh, yes. So you but can now manage. and then we need to fill the gas. Mm. You know, it's it, it's hectic. For sure. If, if you go to the gas to fill the gas, they will tell you, no, I can only fill up for 15 people. Then the gas will be finished. We need to come back home. No electricity, no water. Oh. Just like that. Yeah, oh. turn and off. Shame. And Lindy, um, well, let's go back a little bit. So you are uh, perhaps the longest standing volunteer with Knitter Square. You started right in the beginning with Rhonda, isn't that so? Yes, yes, that's true. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about how that all happened? Okay. 2009, if I remember correctly, late 2009, when I started with Knitter Square, I was introduced to Knitter Square by a friend, Josephine. Mm-hmm. We met with Rhonda. And then after few sessions, Josephine disappeared. Only a few days. Then yes. I remained with Rhonda from that day okay. until today. We've been working very well. I've been enjoying my time at Nita Square. I haven't had any ups and downs. I've enjoyed working with Nita Square from day one mm. until today. Lovely. Even on the rainy days, you know, because they are rainy days. <laughs> but it wasn't much of a challenge for us because we are a family. We love each other. We care for each other. So everything went superb. That's lovely. And you've seen us move. Well, I haven't been with Knitter Square for nearly as long as you, but you've seen yes. the um, the organization move literally from Rhonda's house into different premises, haven't you? Yes. So how's that? started. Mm-hmm. I beg you. Yeah. No, carry we on. We started top. at Rhonda's house. Mm-hmm. We started at Rhonda's house, and then we moved to. There was I, I forgot the name of the place. We moved there. Yes. 
I think it's still in four ways, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. No, Bryanston, Bryanston. Okay. Yes, we moved to Bryanston. We even went to G4S. Oh, yes. To work there, yes. Yes. To work there at G4S. And then we had to come back and we went somewhere else again. I forgot the place where we worked for not quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Until we moved now to this place that we are at the moment. But first, we were given a boardroom. We used to work at the boardroom mm-hmm. for quite some time until we moved to the barn where we are now. The barn, yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's right. I think I I joined Knitter Square after you had moved into the barn because the boardroom yes. is upstairs from the barn, isn't that's it? That's it. Yes. Yeah. And much smaller. <laughs> We've got a lovely yes, space. Yes, we go to the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. So, Lindy, um, how about telling us about uh, going on distribution and, and maybe one particular memorable experience that you had distributing blankets? Oh. Okay, yes, we, like you said, we went to distribution. But the one thing that hit me the most, the distribution, was a distribution at Central Western Jababu here in Soweto. Yes. For the physically challenged kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, my heart was so pleading for those kids. I've never experienced such a thing. Because to me, being physically challenged, most of them will be on wheelchairs mm. and maybe bedridden. But when you got there, kids were standing straight. I don't know what those things were called. They were standing straight with, they were balanced with planks. So they couldn't oh. sit, they couldn't sleep, they just stood, <gasps> stood like that for, for hours. Goodness. Because they were said, yes, it was hectic. Then I remember asking one lady, why are they sitting like this? Then she told me about something about spine, spine bulimia or something like that. So they um, were not allowed yes. to sleep. Okay, but, so, so their spine needed to be supported and they were standing up. You know, for me, it was a strange thing. I couldn't imagine standing for those hours. Of course. Gee. But wow. yes, that was the most experienced distribution I've done for Nita's although I've done many things but mm. that one made a mark in my heart even today sure. I still communicate to the, with the leader oh, although they moved from that place they moved to another place but mm. we still communicate wow sure it's incredible what you see when you take the blankets out and you go to needy children yes. and then you just realize how big the need is it's it's not just the the happy children that are playing in the street no. with you know with all their faculties it's sometimes really very disadvantaged and disabled children it is yeah so. and it's painful to see such states yeah absolutely sure and um Lindy, last year, I remember you hurt your foot quite badly. I know that it's been quite a long period of recovery. Um, yes. Do you want to just fill us in on, on how that has all gone? Okay, yes. Um, actually, I was admitted in 2018. Well, I didn't know what was wrong with my foot. Yeah. I had a chest pain when I was admitted. Oh, okay. Then I got to the hospital and I was told I had a clot on my leg. Oh, I didn't realize. Yes. I spent the week in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when I got discharged, I remember when I got discharged, it was 
three weeks before the closing yes. of Nature Square for the holidays. I remember Rwanda saying to me, Lindy, you need to take care of yourself. Just relax. We'll see you next year. Oh, so it was the was end of 2018. 2019. So 2019, mm. I worked at Nita Square, but I couldn't do any distributions. Yeah, I remember because that. Because now I had a problem of standing for long. Yeah, you had your foot in a so, cast or something. Yes, mm. the, treatment, the treatment for that long, I went for treatment for treatment. And then December last year, I was told that lot is gone, but I had a, a, a pain on my back. Oh, okay. So when I went there on that particular day, when I was told that the clot is gone, they took me for CT scan and X-ray, and they found that um, my spine is not straight. Oh no! So I was told that it's um, a touch of arthritis, sort of. Yes. Then at the moment, I'm undergoing a physio. Was that as a result of, of having the injury to your leg for so long? Y- yes, okay. it was. Because I wasn't sure. I didn't know, actually. Not to say I wasn't sure. I didn't know I had that. Yes. So it means, because I was sure that this thing has been on my leg approximately for five years oh, or so. Yeah. So I was straining my leg without me knowing. I see. And it was putting a strain yes. on your back as well. Pressure on, yes. And the bending and yes. doing that heavy stuff. So Ooh. I was injuring myself more. Oh, Lindy. And now, how are you today, you know, when you walk around? What is, is your leg completely better? My leg, I don't have a pain in my leg. Okay. At the moment. Yeah. But the problem is with my spine. Although yes. I'm still going doing physio, I'm still going for the physio. Uh, but I'm much better than when I started the physio. Okay, that's good to hear. That's great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just wish you a very, you know, a, a continued recovery because, yeah, having sore back. I mean, I I had back pain a lot at the beginning of this year, and it it's really not nice. Horrible. Okay. Yeah. Mm. At the moment, Lindy, I know all the volunteers are staying home, even though we are in level three lockdown, which means people can move around and go to work. But we've all met, taken yes. the decision that because most of us are sort of um, over 50, uh, we are um, yes. going to take it, um, watch our movements and, and not move around more than we need to. And I know you volunteers have all decided not to, to travel because um when you do travel, you all have to travel in one vehicle. That's so ham. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just give us a little visual picture of what it's like when you all travel from Soweto to to the barn and on a normal day? Yeah. How would that be? Okay. No. Timber collects us. He collects Wandi first mm-hmm. and then comes to my house. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to Paragonat to collect Mabel. Yes. From there, we'll go and collect Nani. So there'll be five of us in the car. Yes. And, and then it will depend on the traffic. Hence, to say on a normal day. It will depend on the traffic. Sometimes you only take two hours. <gasps> but when the traffic is too heavy, three, three and a half hours just to go to the park. 
that's unreal. It's not that far, but but I suppose yes. going from one place to the next and having mm, to fetch everybody. That's unreal. And then you normally spend from about 10 o'clock till what time do you leave? Two o'clock? No, normally we leave from uh, half past three or four o'clock. Oh, I see. And then you Not do. Than and then you do another long trip back again. Back home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. That's a very long day. I didn't realize it took quite so long. I mean, I, I would oh. have expected an hour and a half or so. I didn't realize it oh. was so long. Mm, and I'm saying it depends on the traffic. So, yeah. And when you do a distribution, I mean, once you are at the barn, 10 o'clock, we all say prayers and we sort of um, uh, work out what's going to be done that day. And sometimes they're collections of blankets from the gogos and sometimes yes. their deliveries of blanket packs and sometimes distributions um if you were to do a distribution or a visit yes. to the gogos and you say, say you and temba were to do that um yes. what would that look like so you jump in the van and then how would that go okay yes we'll jump into the van let's say it's only distribution no collection on the day okay jump into the van most of our distributions are in Soweto. Yeah. So by that time, there's no traffic. Ah. So 45 minutes maximum, yes, 45 yes. minutes. Okay. Get to where, maybe 10 feet away, then you do your distribution. But what you normally do, we'll ask maybe if it's we've got three crashes in one place, we'll ask them to organize the kids to be in one place. Yes. So that we don't go, yes, because if it's in one place, a location then it's better mm. if they combine the kids and then we do maybe a distribution i remember doing a distribution of 120 kids gee <laughs> that must have been a big party <laughs> it was it was of 120 kids wow. well i after doing that i had to go somewhere to do a distribution of 60 kids <gasps> so no. we normally go back to the bank around half past two or yes. three o'clock then Yes. Obviously, the day is over by then. For sure, it is. Yeah. Mm. Because normally, when I leave, you you people haven't come back from your distributing yes, yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Goodness, hey. So that's exactly. a long and tiring day, but um, I'm sure lovely to see the children when when they receive their their gifts. I'm sure they are very excited. It makes it all worthwhile. They are very excited. Some of the kids, when we say bye bye and are ready to leave, they will start crying. You know, <laughs> for some of them, we want them. You will want you to pick them up, you know, like, okay. Yes. We've got people who came to visit us. Why are they leaving now? Oh, shame. And it would normally be and just then, you and Temba, hey? Yes, yeah. they enjoy yeah. us being there. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's lovely. They are, you see those happy faces. Yes. Kids smiling. You know, they are happy to receive the blankets, the toys. Apples, if we have yes. biscuits, if you have, so that they enjoy that. That's stunning. They will sing songs for us. Yes. Dance for us to show how yes. happy they are. Oh, that's lovely. It must be so rewarding to see, and I'm sure for for our members to hear that. Um, you know, mm. we we've got members who send in their parcels so um, uh, generously. You know, they're sending in parcels yes. of blankets and squares and things. 
um, but they don't necessarily uh, see much no of, of what goes on. So just to see the pictures and to hear from you, um, you know, what it's like on the ground is very, very special. Yes. Yeah. It's very lovely working with Nita Square. I, you know, I'm still, I enjoyed joining Nita Square, then I'm still happy yes. with Nita Square. I don't want to lie. Yeah. Yeah. This lockdown is pulling us back, actually. Oh, it's, it is sad. We, we aren't mm. able to, to sort of be together and everything. I think uh, we've got a lovely WhatsApp group, so we can keep reporting on, on um, yes. any distributions that look as if they might be able to happen. And I know Rhonda's um, collecting squares from anybody and everybody who sort of got a bag of squares to to, um, to contribute. So um, we are expecting the post to to start coming again. In fact, I think there was a post this week. Oh yes, I saw that in the group. Yeah, yeah. So things will start. The wheels will start turning again, but it'll be some time before we have a normal opening day on a Tuesday again. Hmm. Yeah. My gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, so when it's Tuesday, I feel it. Oh, I'm yes, you miss everybody. Something. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Something is missing yeah. because it's Tuesday. Yeah, I don't need to be here at home. I need to be somewhere doing exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for chatting to us. I really just appreciate your time and thanks for sharing so openly about everything that's happened. Happening, and I, I really hope that your electricity comes on again soon. Thank you so much, Leah. Mm. Nice talking to you. It's great to have you, and I'm so uh, thrilled that we can meet. I'm sorry about the technical problems getting in touch. Um, Not a problem. But I just thought it would be lovely for our, our listeners to hear about you and where you fit in. Um, but would you like to just start off by telling us where in the world you are and what time it is for you? Oh, yes. It is currently uh, almost 12.30 p.m. on uh, Saturday. Uh, I am in Ontario. I'm in a small town about two hours northwest of Toronto. Mm -hmm. So that sort of gives, a, a lot of people know where Toronto is, that sort of gives a geographical uh, reference. Uh, I'm in farm country, but, um, but I live in a small town with a great main street that has everything we need. So um, the weather actually is, uh, we had a heat wave last week and it is freezing today. So <laughs> we all got used to the heat and now which was unusual for May and now it's seasonal and it all feels very cold so yeah um, that's that's life in Canada though okay <laughs> and and what has it been like for the the COVID-19 lockdown did you have a, a very strict lockdown we did um at the end of March the premier of Ontario uh shut all non-essential businesses down and uh, of course that affected myself, not my husband. He works from home for a company in the United States. So that was fine. But the, um, the boys, I have two boys, they did not go back to school after our March break. And um, they announced last week that they will not be returning to school this year. Okay. So they've been doing online learning at home. So it's been uh, a lot to have them at home all the time and then have to deal with uh, online learning. Yeah. I was off work for about a month or so. And then I um, ended up going back 
So mm -hmm. things are starting to slowly open up here, but with the nicer weather, people are getting out, they're not social distancing, and uh, we've had a few spikes in cases. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> so it's noon for you. It's about 6 p.m. in the evening for me. And I think mm -hmm. uh, it'll be summertime for you and going into winter for us. <laughs> Very that is correct. On the side of the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, Andrea, I wanted to ask you for, um, our, for our members to hear uh, your involvement in Knitter Square. Uh, how long has that been? And um, do you have other people in your community who are involved? Uh, it's been 11 years for me. I was one of the originals in 2009. Mm -hmm. um, I have um, a few, a couple people in Ontario that um, I've been in, in touch with. We've met in person, um, but mostly we're really spread out. It's a very large province. Mm -hmm. um, and I am friends with um, Gloria from Nova Scotia. Oh, so yeah. we, we do email back and forth and she's also one of the moderators. So I, I would say I have a community, but not anyone local. Mm -hmm. And how long did you say you were, you've been involved? Uh, since 2009. Okay. So right from the beginning, I was one of the first people on the original forum, which actually just celebrated its um, 11th anniversary. Um, May 18th was the first day, uh, 2009. And yeah. um, it was a lot um more of a simple forum to yeah. uh, navigate through. A lot of people have said that this current forum is uh, complicated, it's uh, confusing. We've tried to lay information out in a very logical manner, but when you see it presented to you all at once, it can mm -hmm. be a little daunting. There, there is a lot on there. And I think the because it's been going for so long, there are many, many different discussion threads and things. So I would imagine trying to actually manage it from the back end where you sit <laughs> is actually very confusing, um, particularly. It's, it's not so bad when one um, gets to the discussions from the, from the snippets, from the, the magazine. Yes. Then that's a good place to start, actually, um, if you're new to the forum, is to read the snippets because it gives you sort of uh, all the information you need that's going on in the background and, um, and gives you a window into what uh, Knit a Square can offer and what the forum can offer. Mm. Yeah. So, Andrea, I, I think you, you have a, a pretty close um, relationship with the forum and all the moderators on the forum. Um, I was wondering if you can give us like a, a little guided tour of the forum and, you know, if, if a new person was to come to Knit a Square to the main page and click on Square Circle Forum, what would they find and where would, they, where would you advise they go first? Uh, well, the first thing you come to is a box that talks about um, posting. Uh, mailing a parcel. Mm. Uh, it has important information about um, the fact that you need to put no commercial value on your packages, declare a value of zero dollars so that Rhonda and her team don't incur extra fees when the parcel gets to the South African post office. Um, and then, you know, moving on from there, we have blocks of information. So there's a center block that um, the content changes right now. It's your current uh, podcast being mm -hmm. advertised. Sometimes it's they talk about distributions, um, important announcements, uh, like with the COVID-19 lockdown. Mm -hmm. And then um, underneath that, 
we've got information on the, the different discussions that are active at the time. So whenever anyone replies to a discussion, that discussion gets automatically put up to the top. So it goes in chronological order. Okay. Then there's a box for snippets. Um, there's a box about the finances. We have a financial discussion that talks about uh, on a monthly basis, how much um, Rhonda is, is taking in and how much is going out. Um, we're very open with the uh, financial uh, reports and uh, what expenses, you know, what the money is being put towards. Um, and then there's other boxes here. One's for the uh, Nita Square shop where we um, sell uh, PDFs of different uh, cards and, you know, calendar to raise money, help raise mm -hmm. money for Rhonda. There's information about the squares list where you can find if your square has been received. Uh, mm -hmm. Every month, Rhonda uh, compiles the list, Rhonda and her team compile a list of the squares and packages that they've received. So that, just to verify that, you know, that it's a lot of work to make these mm -hmm. squares, it's a lot of money to post. Mm -hmm. So it's nice for people to get that um, validation that they, their packages have been received. Sure, yeah. And then, um, yes, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was going to, I was going to say there's, there's always some interesting theme for the month. Isn't that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, and actually one of the discussion categories that we have, um, and you can view by discussions or categories is, um, of, uh, theme, monthly themes, special challenges. Uh, mm -hmm. so right now we're running the knit square, uh, knit along Rebecca yes. is running that. And then um, the monthly themes, uh, they change every month and they're determined at the end of the previous year. So they're all laid out for the year. Um, we didn't produce a calendar that, for 2020, but the 2019 calendar every month uh, stated what theme it was. So people were able to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And they range from um, learning to vehicles, um, vegetables and fruit. I mean, it could be anything, different colors. Um, the one we're running for May is, uh, it's called Vroom Vroom. So it's mm -hmm. anything that has to do with vehicles. Nice. Uh, we just ran a night at the circus. So mm -hmm. it just makes it fun. You don't have to participate in a theme, but it makes it fun uh, as a, a challenge. And then mm -hmm. you're encouraged to post pictures of your squares. Um, everyone, all the moderators are very encouraging and positive uh, with feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's the first challenge we ever did was 30 squares in 30 days. So a square a day. Wow. Okay. Because that, that really is quite a challenge, actually. It is. Yeah. And I thought, okay, if I can do this, then, <laughs> uh, then I can do anything really, mm. because, you know, a, a square a day that I, I can do that. Take, I was a crocheter and it took me uh, about an hour to make a square. That's not yeah. much of a, a time commitment. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was very successful. And that's actually where the, the themes and challenges came from. So it just mm -hmm. gives people encouragement to try something new. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we have uh, themes on um, patterns, different patterns, or plain Jane, which is just, you know, a plain colored square. So yeah, you don't have to participate. There's no pressure, mm -hmm. uh, but it definitely makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially for, for members to see each other's, um, what they're busy making, especially with the themes, if, if, if it's fruit, for example, and someone's managed to make an apple or a pineapple or a, you know, um, a bunch of grapes or something, it's really yes, quite impressive. Yes. 
they're they're very some of like a lot of the knitters and, and crocheters are very creative yeah and it's it's inspiring to see what they can do and mm. you know and then to see to carry that through and you know to post it and see that square and a blanket which we also mm -hmm. have a discussion on uh the blanket room mm -hmm. uh they take pictures that Rhonda's team takes pictures of the completed blankets and then to see your square in a completed blanket is just mm. an amazing feeling yes. to know that you helped form something that's now going to a child in need to keep them warm and and what what thrills me is that um when when you send in say seven squares um that that you can recognize and you see a blanket and you know that your blanket have been your squares have been paired with somebody else's squares from maybe Czechoslovakia and someone else's from Scotland and someone else from Canada it's just exciting that a blanket holds so much from so many different people that's right it, it is amazing to think of what the global community that has uh, endured since 2009 really mm -hmm. and it's just grown it's grown yeah so other discussions we've got going on um again we have uh the snippets which is a monthly uh news report of all the happenings mm -hmm. uh we've got information about different um south african distributions uh Rhonda and her team are amazing with taking pictures of um the distribution so that we can see the blankets being handed out to the children mm -hmm. and the living conditions that they are in as well that mm -hmm. that helps um and inform people you know get rid of misconceptions yeah for um sure. we've yeah um now if you are new to the forum i would suggest if you have any kind of question or uh you you're looking for helpful hints there we do have a category called questions answers and helpful hints yeah and that is an amazing place to uh post if you have any kind of you know i'm, I'm not really sure what to do with the forum i'm not sure how you know what size square i mean there's all kinds of information in there mm. now you don't have to be a member of the forum to read any of this but you do have to be a member if you'd like to post or reply to uh to someone's discussion yes that's right okay yeah and then um you know we've got the usual um uh member there's a the heart of kas uh yeah. members corner that's where people um post little information about themselves. Um, we have, that's where we have the Corona corner mm -hmm. um, so that we can all, you know, talk about what's going on in the world. Um, so the forum is not just about knitting squares or crocheting squares or, mm. you know, sending blankets. It's also about the other members um, and in the global community. Yes, and I've, I've seen people post things like uh, recipes and funny stories and all sorts. Yes, exactly. We had, um, we just released uh, a couple months ago, a free recipe book in the shop. And it mm -hmm. was a compilation of um, a discussion where people posted their favorite recipe at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it started out as a cookie challenge and it took, it took off and it became not just cookies, it became um, entrees <laughs> and uh, cakes and um, everything that people love to bake at Christmas time. So we're looking to make that an annual thing. Mm -hmm. um, we'll run it again, probably November, December, and then we'll take those recipes and compile them into another book and offer it for free. Lovely idea. Yeah. 
And we also have a lot of free um, knitted square patterns. Yes. Knitting and crochet, some loom, and there are some sewing patterns. And they're mostly for the things that we send, like uh, squares, hats, although hats are uh, in a, a large uh, quantity, I've been told. Yes. <laughs> And we can cool it on the hats a little bit, um, but the hand, hand warmers, you know, the things mm. that are distributed, um, crocheted and knitted toys. Uh, the toys um, are always the, wonderful. Right? Yeah, I think it's amazing. Mm. It's not, I mean, a blanket given to a child that has practically nothing mm. is something, but then to see their faces light up with a toy that yes. is only for them is, is very touching. Yeah. So we've got all kinds of free patterns for that, uh, for mm -hmm. those as well. And uh, we're also uh, behind the scenes, uh, Gloria and I are creating another pattern book um, for sale in the shop uh, that have come from members that aren't in the uh, free patterns. So we're looking to add mm -hmm. uh, items to the shop all the time, keep things interesting. Mm -hmm. um, a little while ago, I wrote to some South African artists and got them to um, illustrate some pictures for a knit a square coloring book. Yes. Because I thought, uh, what better way than to um, get South actual South African artists involved. Mm. And, you know, and that's been uh, pretty popular as well. So mm -hmm. we're always looking for, for new ideas. There's a discussion in there for that too. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called Let's Talk Shop. So if anyone has any ideas of, uh, you know, what we can sell in the shop, um, mm -hmm. then we're open to those ideas all the time. Yes. So yeah, we just try to keep things interesting. Um, sometimes there's lulls on the forum. It's, it, you know, it's uh, hard because people get busy and, uh, mm. you know, they don't always have the time to share what they've been working on. But mm. It's always nice to see a new member on and uh, whenever anyone joins as well, um, one of the moderators always comes on and to their account and uh, sends them a welcome message. So yeah. that right there tells you that this is a very welcome opening, open place um, that, you know, we, we just want to encourage people and keep things mm. positive and moving towards, you know, what, what will help Rhonda and her team. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, I've been a member of Knitter Square for four years now. And when I first joined, I was just amazed at how active and encouraging the forum was. So I, I really think it's, um, the, it, you don't often find that in a charity organization. But with Knitter Square, it really is an amaz amazing um, community. And the, the interaction is really warm and encouraging. Yes, I completely agree. And I think the key is it started out that way um, with Sandy and her daughters and um, Sandy's mom. And mm -hmm. eventually, you know, Rhonda would sort of come on the forum and, and she's now uh, found um, myself and Amy to relay information in, mm -hmm. a, in a timely manner on the forum and on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's important, I think, because situations change the the situation there is very fluid and needs change you know first yes. we didn't have enough hats then we had too many hats and and uh, yeah. it's important to get that information out so yeah the, I think the forum is vital for knit a square yeah it served a very very good purpose and as you say the needs change and if there is a need 
um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a, a real crisis, a cash crunch. And um, I think it was, it might have been your brainchild, but you decided to sort of run some fundraiser. And then suddenly, you know, the, the members all came, um, came to the party and donated and we were able to pay the rent and run the the van and do whatever we had to do. Yes, yes, that's correct. Yep, mm. it's the generosity of the members is uh, one of a kind. Yeah, all you have to do is say we need, and they deliver. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. I think that's testimony to to how much the the members actually feel they they receive from belonging to Netta Square because it's not just them giving. I think the the, the fact that Knitter Square is able to put their uh, pictures up on the website and keep them updated on all the activities, it makes them feel very much a part of, of what's going on. Yes, I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Mm. And I think when you have ownership in a community, it, it, um, it helps uh, motivate and encourage. Mm. And I mean, I can't say enough about it. <laughs> it's been a long time for me. I've seen yeah. things change. Um, I've been in and out. Um, I was very active making squares mm -hmm. until about um, 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. And then I moved more uh, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I do, uh, I'm responsible for a couple of different discussions, mostly financial. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot um, with the website, I helped Sandy redesign the website. Okay. Um, and I wish I could be more involved, but you know, mm. life gets in the way. So <laughs> you've got other things. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a busy family and you know, but I always try to make time for mm. Nita Square because I, I am part of the community and, and it's not often that you find a global community that um, is, it is run well, is welcoming and encouraging. Mm. And I, I keep saying those words, but really um, that, it, that those are the words that describe uh, Nina Square and the forum mm. very well. Yeah, that's right. And Amy, just at least, uh, Andrea, sorry, just, just to end off, um, are, you, are you busy knitting anything at the moment? Are you got anything on the needles? Um, I, I always have about four projects on the needles. Lovely. Um, I learned I, I learned how to knit in 2013, mm. and I haven't stopped since. Um, I still crochet every once in a while, but um, yeah, no, I I am always busy every night. I call it my Zen activity. Mm -hmm. um, it's what I do at night to um, relax and and chill when yeah. everybody's gone to bed and I have time <laughs> to myself. So yeah. Yeah, you it, you will not find me without a project somewhere. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think that's inspiring for everybody. Whether it's whether it's a blanket or a jersey or whatever you happen to be knitting, it's just nice to know that 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 we all share that um, that inspiration to just keep knitting and keep busy and producing. Yes, exactly. Mm. Well, it's it's creating, and you know, some people say to me that they uh, are not creative people, and I I disagree. I think you're creative in your own way. I've mm. always said that, and um, you know, if you're not knitting a square or crocheting a square, maybe you can learn how to loom a square. Mm, absolutely, loom is relatively easy to operate. So, yeah. there's uh, for a time they were accepting um, felted squares. Yes, you know, and all you need to do is find a, a sweater at a thrift store that's 100% wool felt it and cut it so oh, you know there's there's other ways yeah. to help for sure yeah. gosh i didn't i didn't know about that that's interesting sure yeah 
Yeah. That was, that was a thing for a while. I'm not sure that they would uh, be able to sew them together now, but mm. <laughs> yep, they did try that. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's warm. It's a fabric. For sure. For sure right? It's so, warm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, uh, Andrea, thank you so much for chatting to me. It's really been lovely connecting. Um, oh, thank and you. yeah, just thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Oh, you as well. Thanks for speaking to me. So that was my chat with Andrea Palmatia. And uh, I must say, it's such a privilege for me as a podcaster to be, to be able to chat to people in our community all over the world. And um, I probably would never have done this if I, if I wasn't running a podcast. Um, but I must say, it's just, it's uh, opened new doors for me. And uh, chatting to people and getting to know them by voice is um, it's a special privilege. I, th I think that you you can hear, you know, when you, when you actually have a conversation with a person, it's somehow, um, it's like getting to know a person at a different level because you, you sort of gain something about their character and personality. So, um Yes, I'm really enjoying it, and I hope to have lots more <laughs> coming up soon. I've got a few um, great ideas, and um, I know I'm going to be... I've got uh, Sandy MacDonald down as, as a podcast guest coming up soon. Um, she was... Uh, well, she is uh, Rhonda's niece, and she was the person who first got the Knitter Square website up and running. So she's really got a lovely story to tell, and... Um, It'll, it'll be great to chat to her. She's, of course, living in Australia. Um, now, looking back, from the time this podcast goes out, we will have passed Saturday the 13th of, of June, and that would have been Knit in Public Day. So I wonder if you had any experience with knitting in public and uh, have any stories to share. It's, as I record this, it's still... It's, it, it, we haven't... We haven't yet got to that date, but I will probably take my knitting out, uh, if, even if all I do is I knit in the car, because I'm not going out very much these days, I have to say. But um, it's a lovely idea, it's a lovely challenge, and maybe I'll rise to it and do something special on that day. Anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to share with you is that I was invited by um, Impact Recycling, which is a local company that recycles paper, uh, to do a video series on learning to knit because Impact are going to be um, launching a drive, a charity drive, a sort of a community service or social responsibility drive within their company to get their staff and um, employees to participate in Knitting Squares for Knitter Square. And then um, they would be able to organize their own distribution and um, make that part of their Mandela Day celebration. So, um, yes, I agreed to do the video series, and we've begun recording that. Um, we're doing it on Zoom in sort of a, a, um, an interview-style format. And there I am demonstrating how to cast on and how to do a knit stitch and knit and garter stitch and then purl and that kind of thing. So uh, that's not yet uploaded yet. And in fact, um, our YouTube channel for Knitter Square has been inactive for a little while, don't know for how long, but um, it has been inactive and we're going to get it um, functional again. And when that happens, the series will go up and you can um, point people to, to it. And I know that our members who are already knitters don't need any instruction in how to knit. But maybe you have a, a child or a, a member of your family or a friend who has expressed interest 
in knitting for Knitter Square but actually doesn't know how to knit. And then you'll be able to point them in that direction and they can get some basic lessons, very basic lessons on choosing wool and how to measure and, you know, uh, the, the basic stitches that we use to make squares. So, um, yes, I'm looking forward to that. That's quite an exciting little adventure for me. I haven't done a whole lot of videoing before, but uh, I think I'm sort of rather beginning to enjoy <laughs> communicating with the world, especially about my passion, <laughs> which of course is charity knitting. So um, it's really lovely that I can be part of this, uh, this whole project, um, sharing our work with uh, members and non-members around the world and inviting more people to get involved because I can honestly say it's a wonderful, wonderful organization. It's been a privilege for me to be in, involved in it and uh, it's, it's offered me opportunities to grow in, in many ways, including this, the podcast. So... Um, Yes, that's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, lots, lots to look forward to ahead. <laughs> As I say, um, please keep on um, subscribing and keep um, sharing the podcast with your friends. We hope to enlarge our listenership to get new people on board. And um, I just think that the more we can spread the word about Knitter Square, the, the better, because the, the number of children that are needy in our country is is huge and will probably be growing as um, you know we are we are heading into a pretty difficult economic climate at the moment recession and possibly even depression and um, whatever happens there are many many unemployed people and the children are going to be the ones that really have it hard so um, the, the the work that we do bringing colorful blankets and beanies and hand warmers and soft toys to our children is just, um, it's a really, really worthwhile, worthwhile um, thing to be involved in. So that's all for, from me for today. Um, and this is Leanne Hunt, casting off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.